You are listening to the Drew and Dan Podcast Network. The following is brought to you by the Expatriate Breakfast Burrito. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast Experience. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. Hello. (laughs) This is Drew and Dan. We are live. We are live on Instagram. Uh, I, I, that's not really true. I don't know why I said that. I've never our, been. On you know, Instagram. our Twitters have been pretty fire lately. Yeah, I don't I know, know if people have been going back. Yeah, we're we're dialed. Um, it's a good feeling. Yeah, we're, we're Drew. I you gotta. It. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, so we're pretty big players in the social media realm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dan. You know, I've uh, started. I've never actually listened to um, many podcasts like ever as. I'm famous for not knowing anything about podcasts on this podcast. Okay, I'm I'm glad you said that. I was about to say <laughs> I know very little. Drew, about maybe you podcasts. should listen to a it's 2018. <laughs> Drew, you should maybe listen to a podcast. Ah yeah, me. I'm too busy watching Sons of Anarchy again. <laughs> so anyway, my point was I've been listening to podcasts lately. Uh, mostly uh-huh. because I'm, I'm curious about what people are saying about the NBA and the drama that is out there. Uh, but Dan, I think there's on Spotify, if we record this podcast on Spotify, I think, or t- maybe it's Twitter. I don't know exactly how people are doing it, but people are like recording and other people are like live on the podcast, like listening to the recording and they can uh-huh. like pull people into the podcast to like get their feedback on things. Have you heard that before? uh no but i think if this is something you want to investigate you should you should do it no i think that'd be awesome so (laughs) okay look at look into it our thousands of podcast people that listen as this gets uploaded to your phone all the subscribers out there (laughs) can i just can i just the main source of tension in this podcast is not what teams we like it's not Whatever. It's not theological differences, even though there are many. It's not political differences, even though there are many. It's <laughs> Drew. Drew has all these ideas for the podcast. It's like, all right, cool. Sounds good. Well, and then only one of us is the one doing all the technical work. Yeah. So, and, that, and that one of us is me. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> all right. So, yeah, Drew. Just, yes, that sounds like a really good idea. So, I have to be the idea man. I have to be the tech guy. I have to be the pretty face. What what else do you want me to do, Dan? What else? <laughs> That's a good point, Drew. You do all do right. all those things. You all do right. do all those things. On all those things well. So, if you're listening out there, uh hopefully you listen to our Bachelor in Paradise draft. Uh that was It was good. Five. Uh, on the re-listen, on the re-listen, I think Jody has the best team. What? No, I have the best team, dude. You have the team. I didn't want to say this in person because I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but the crazy people on Bachelor in Paradise are like they're not as fun to watch as they are on their like actual seasons. You want the people who are kind of like in the middle because if you take yourself too seriously, you're just boring and you you get a boyfriend or girlfriend right away. If you're too crazy, it's just like, it's just weird. So basically I'm just saying your team sucked, dude. Okay. Uh, well, that doesn't <laughs> hurt my feelings because I know that that's not true. And although anyway. I'm, 
I'm really jealous you picked Shanae first because I really wanted to pick her. <laughs> so, uh, if you didn't listen to the Bachelor in Paradise draft, definitely listen to it before Bachelor in Paradise launches. You will uh, enjoy that, I am sure. But yep. today we're going to be talking about MBA and we're going to just right. dive right in. There's a lot of uh, just drama, a lot of uh, craziness, um, chaos range in the NBA. Dan, with the Lakers not being relevant um, to the mm-hmm. NBA in general, um, outside of their show on HBO Max, but being which is total, awesome, being a total non-factor in uh, the NBA. How engaged are you in this postseason? I'm about as engaged as I am other seasons that the Lakers haven't been in it. It's honestly uh, our. I just feel like our schedule, right? Josie just switched jobs and is doing school on different days now. I feel like our schedule is so crazy that I just haven't watched as much as normal, but I'm, I'm checking in all the games. I'm listening to all the stuff. Um, I, it's really fun. I think we've mentioned this on this podcast before. It's really fun to feel, especially this season, more than past seasons. Like there's a definite passing of the torch, right? It's like, there's guys like Luca, there's guys like Giannis, even Devin Booker, who didn't do great. Like the league is kind of switching over who, I don't know who runs the league. Uh, Steph is honestly probably, probably like the last standing superstar of like the last generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, LeBron KD, almost led the league in scoring. Are you talking about? I'm talking about. Oh, I still I'm talking still about active, active in the postseason, right? Yeah, yeah, actively in the postseason. KD got bounced in the first round. Um, I don't know. So it's there's part of me that it's like it's really exciting. Like these are these young guys are the guys that our sons will like grow up watching, you know, like these will be their, whatever their Kobe's or their LeBron's or whatever. So on one hand, it's really fun. On the other hand, I'm like, I'm just so mad at the Lakers that I'm like glad that they're not in the playoffs. Like you guys deserve it. You need a timeout. Um, (laughs) But it's weird. I, I don't really, it's always weird to watch postseason when you don't have like a super vested rooting interest. Right. Um, Like I don't, any team that ends up in the finals, I'm cool with. Any team that wins, I'm I'm cool with. I know I know as a Lakers fan, I shouldn't like the Celtics, but I think they have a really fun team. And they got fast PP on the team, dude. Yeah, dude, he's killing. Scorching fools, but he's playing yeah, so well. well. Um, what about you? I know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just say, based on you know what you're saying about just kind of the great players left, you know. Um, we talked a little bit about this on the last NBA pod, but what's interesting is Devin Booker like took a step back this postseason for me. Like he didn't yeah. look that good. He wasn't a killer. He didn't strike fear in anybody. Um, uh, Jason Tatum like shows up for a few, a monster game every few games, or he's just that dude. But I think on an earlier pod, I said I thought he was an All NBA player, but I take that back right now. Just about Tatum or about Booker? Tatum. Huh? Uh, yeah. It, you're not with me on the. I don't know if you've been watching, but like when he doesn't show, he doesn't show. Like he's a non-factor. He doesn't impact the game at all. Like uh, unlike say a Steph Curry when he has awful shooting nights, but he still impacts the game um, just well, because they have to run their entire defense at him or he's suddenly going to not have an awful shooting night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm with you. Like Tatum is an incredible talent, but he's super inconsistent. And 
I think it's actually a testament how good the rest of Boston's team is and how deep they are that on games where he doesn't on games where he doesn't show up, they can still win. But, um, but yeah, I think for a guy like Tatum for, uh, uh, if you're playing the three spot, like you, you have to affect the game every game, like by putting up stats, you know, like Steph, a guy like an outside shooter, like Steph has the ability to, if he's not feeling the shot, he'll still freak defenses out because he's running off the ball. But right. But as a guy like Tatum, where you're you're kind of the young, the focal point of the team, you have to be doing stuff. You have to be active. You can't kind of disappear games. So oh. I guess do you do you think that's something that he'll grow into and become more consistent as he gets older, or do you think this is kind of who he is? No, oh, that's a hard question to answer. I think uh, he definitely can and will get better. I, you know, I'm just saying I kind of anointed him like that dude, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit too early. Um, you know, so unlike say John Morant, who John Morant was unbelievable against the Warriors, and it's it's actually a shame that he got injured. Although it's almost like they play just as good, if not better, in a different way without him. The Grizzlies are really weird. That's With John Morant. He's like the focal point of their offense, and he's completely unstoppable. And then he goes out, and they're still like just as good, if not better, but a totally different. It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah, it's very weird. Makes you. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But John Morant was like freak show good <laughs> against the Warriors. I was like completely yeah. unstoppable. Um, you know, Luca put on like just electrified the world. And when uh, before the Dallas uh, Golden State series started, I don't know if you saw all the commentary around that day, but everyone was like, "Who's going to guard Luca? Who's going to guard Luca? Luca's going to just crush Golden State." And uh, I mean, it's two zero now. I mean, Luca had a great game two, kind of no showed game yeah. one. So yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens today. It's Sunday. So game three is going to tip off here in a couple hours, but, um, mm-hmm. but each team has a guy right now. So the Warriors got Steph Curry, um, but Warriors have a really complete team right now with Wiggins showing up, Kevon Looney showing up, uh, just played out of their minds. Jordan Poole in that second unit is like just taking huge steps this year. Uh, so the Warriors have more than Steph Curry, actually. When so Steph yeah kind of slams the door. Uh, one so two. Let me stop you really quick because you're you're famously a uh, a very nervous. I don't know. Maybe nervous isn't the right word. You're you're famously a glass half empty Warriors fan. I feel like you're always. You're always nervous about injuries. You're always down on Steve Kerr and everything. But this, this right now is kind of the first time this whole postseason that I've heard you just talk like ultimately positively about them. So what, what in your mind has changed the most? Is it the fact that certain teams are off the board? Is it the fact that certain guys on the Warriors have stepped up? Or are you just kind of starting to realize that, oh, the Warriors are like actually the best team still in the postseason? No, so- it's there's two different Warriors teams, Dan. There's the Warriors team that turns the ball as, over, as there are two different wolves inside of each of us, right? <laughs> yes, there that, that is true. There are two different <laughs> Warriors, and the question is, which one will they feed? The Warriors team <laughs> that turns the ball over like yeah. you know, fifteen to twenty times in the, the first half, or the Warriors team that controls the ball. It takes care of the ball um, and, you know, runs their, runs their offense, runs their defense, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, if the, when the Warriors turn the ball over, they beat themselves. When the Warriors don't turn the ball over, they're the best team in the, you know, they're the best team left standing. You know, they might be the best team in the NBA period if they don't turn the ball over. Um, but when they sometimes play a little bit fast, a little bit out of control when they overplay that ball's flying everywhere. Um, and Steph's not off the hook here with his passing, but Steph, Draymond, Jordan Poole falling on his face. I mean, we have this team or Damian Lee, who, why is he even on the floor? I mean, we have these guys that they turn the ball over so many times and we turn the ball over and the other team scores off of those turnovers. It is, you you know, you find yourself in a 20 point hole and then the Warriors have to shoot Mm -hmm. themselves out of that hole which they can do, but it is a tough spot to be in, you know, down 20 yeah. against a team like Dallas. Um, so uh, I'll have to say, Dan, I feel confident about the Warriors, but I know they have shown that the uh, turnover Warriors will, can and will show up. And when they do, it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, this is not fun for anybody. So um, can, Dallas cannot beat the Warriors, um, but the Warriors can beat themselves. So we'll see. Oh, we'll see what happens. That's, a good, that's, a, that's good kind point. of my thought on that. So, um, <clears throat> who's I also, their biggest? Who would you least want them to face in the finals? You know, the the team I least wanted them to face in the postseason was Memphis. Um, because, right, right. Uh, during the, I said that in our last pod. I, we don't have to go back into it, but I mean, they're just a bad matchup to have the Warriors number. They uh, they don't like each other. They take it really personally. They play really physical. Uh-huh. Bloodbath. Um, I I predicted D- uh, D- Dylan Brooks would hurt a Warrior, and he did. Um, our best defense <laughs> player actually is now lost for the for the probably the rest of the postseason. Um, so the team that I was least excited to play, uh, we've already played and we beat, um, and there was one game where we got absolutely shellacked due to the aforementioned mm-hmm. turnovers. I mean, we could have lost that game by 40, but, um, you know, M- Memphis emptied the bench early. So <laughs> that was good. I guess yeah. it looked quite as bad mm-hmm. as it was. Um, wasn't afraid of Phoenix. Wasn't afraid of Dallas. Dallas, Honestly, Dan, for everyone going crazy, and maybe I've been listening to too much of the Bill Simmons pod, which has been just bad basketball takes, but um, I don't know how these guys get paid millions of dollars for this, but they were all like so pro Dallas saying the Warriors had no shot. They did like a little like impromptu mock draft on the air of like, who would you take on? Oh, I listened to that. You did. And they picked Luca first over (laughs) Steph. And then they picked Clay Thompson like third or fourth after like Brunson and like Finney Smith or someone totally, you know, it was like, yeah. not that Clay's having an amazing postseason, but dude, he's still, he's still Clay. And when he locks in, I mean, game six, Clay is just a, just a monster. And so, well, um, that brings up another really good thing that keeps, I feel like this pops up all the time, which is like, Steph is still somehow so like underrated. Yeah. Still. Like all the time, which it's getting harder and harder to argue. Like Luke is just incredible. So from, if you're someone honestly, kind of like me this postseason, I haven't been able to watch as many of the games as I would have liked. So I'm looking at stats. If I'm looking at Luca every game. I'm like, dude, this guy's freaking incredible. The, right. At least 30 a night, tons of assists, tons of rebounds. He's efficient. And then all the highlights are of him, like pulling up from half court and swishing it. So it's like, Oh, this guy, this is the guy that it's all about. But Steph, Steph is somehow like, like, I feel like people will be surprised that the Warriors made the finals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I guess, 
I guess on one hand, it's like a team like the Suns was so good in the regular season. And then in the East, you have Brooklyn and you have Milwaukee and Boston's on fire, this and that. But I feel like Steph's destiny is just to be like always underrated and overlooked. But I also don't think he cares. So, oh, yeah, he doesn't. I agree with that. And, you know, even if like for if the Warriors managed to beat Dallas, if the Warriors managed to win the title, knock on wood, those are big ifs. Um, but if that all happens, people are still going to say it. the Memphis fans are convinced the Warriors only won because Jaw was hurt. You know, maybe that's right. true. Uh, I said, I mean, it was a bad matchup. I said that maybe that's true, but I mean, they still beat, they still beat them when jaw was there. In fact, they were all, they, they were on their way to 30 piecing them in the game that jaw got injured. I mean, the warriors were blowing them out of the arena with jaw or within the game that jaw got injured and they emptied their bench earlier. It would have been a, an absolute, like just, uh, blasting, but, mm. um, so I, anyway, I'm not, I'm not, this is neither here nor there, but people are going to say the Warriors got lucky again. They didn't, you know, Boston just had a couple guys go down with what looked like catastrophic injuries, although they both came back into the game. Um, yeah. It was the weirdest thing. It looked like a sniper took out Marcus Smart and Dana. <laughs> and they were just like, you know, but it was kind of more like the Paul Pierce poop gate where they wheeled him out in the wheelchair just because he had to poop. And you think um, they both just crapped their pants? <laughs> yeah, I don't like know what else. Them. I don't know what else to think. And then they come out like, quick, come fine. get me quick. <laughs> so, um, but you know, people are going to say, you know, like, oh, if the Warriors went out, they they face these teams that with injuries, you know, whatever. Lucas played yeah. basically a arm sling on his, you know, on his right arm. All of a sudden, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. So. Um, the people that hate the Warriors are going to hate the Warriors regardless. It just is what it is. Um, but, you know, well, I'm just – it's good basketball either way. I mean, Jimmy Butler is yeah. playing great basketball for the Heat. The Heat got a big win in Boston. Who also might be out. Yeah, I know. It's just crazy stuff going on. And so, I mean, and something could happen in the Warriors game, you know, where someone goes down. I mean, if Wiggins goes down, he's questionable for this game on his with his ankle right now. If Wiggins doesn't go – I mean, he's to answer the question, who's guarding Luca? Wiggins is guarding Luca. So yeah. if he can't go, it's like, you know, keep on Looney. This is the biggest moment of your life. So here's my question. And this is maybe where we can kind of f- focus in and eventually land the plane in this podcast. But um, a lot of these teams that have been bounced has, and when your team gets bounced, it always hurts. So you hope that there's some like, well, if this didn't happen, then we could have won, you know? So if you're Memphis, it's like, if John Moran didn't get hurt, we would have beat the Warriors. If you're Milwaukee, it's like, if we had Middleton, we would have beat the Heat, right? They played the Heat, right? Or Boston. They played Boston. Milwaukee played Boston, yeah. Um, so you go down the list and there's excuse after excuse. But my big question for you, because you live in Phoenix now, if you're the Phoenix Suns, what's your excuse? Do you have an excuse? Dude, it was weird. I mean, they were – correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but they were up 2-0 on Dallas. Mm-hmm. Dallas came back. and But then they were up 3-2? to two? Uh, I think Dallas, so. And then Dallas won two straight. So Dallas yep. won two straight twice, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's crazy. So, I mean, if you're the Warriors, you can't get, can't get comfortable being up 2-0 on Dallas because they were just down 2-0 to Phoenix and won. But um, 
there's hasn't been a good explanation for it. And I've listened to a lot of podcasts about that, trying to mm-hmm. hear something. And, you know, apparently Chris Paul was playing on a strained quad or something all of a sudden, but he looked fine when he was out there. And all of a sudden it's kind of like when LeBron showed up in the cast yeah. post game, when like LeBron lost and showed up with wearing <laughs> the cast to the interview, like, Oh, you guys didn't have a broken <sighs> arm. It's like, you look fine while you are out there, dude. So all of a sudden Chris Paul's talking about a strained quad, but something must it's like happened. the guy. It's like the guy that you rear ended in Wesley in that one time. <laughs> it's like my hands, I just gripped the steering wheel so hard. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't don't take me down that rabbit trail, Dan. There's too much fraud involved in that. There's too much fraud and blackmail going on. <laughs> I, can't, I can't relive that time in my life. Um, uh, free Drew, he was innocent. So anyway, um, there's <laughs> what, what were we talking about? I was so, also I like, I was also like the week before we were driving in your Jeep and smoke just started coming out of the vents. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 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 go uh, ahead. So if you're <laughs> Phoenix, what uh, what happened? I don't know. They um, And then what do you do? I mean, you've heard that Aiton like, is now being super weird and wants out, but like contractually, like they're not really set up well to move him right now. Have you heard any of that? Yeah, a little bit. It's all hard because he's like, which I probably heard this from Simmons too, but there's just not a huge market for players like him. It has to be a system fit, which clearly in Phoenix, he's a good system fit, but it's like, well, they didn't play him in I, the fourth quarter, right? So they didn't <clears> play in the, in, in game seven where you're yeah, going to go true. home. Aiden doesn't play in the fourth quarter, right? He's supposed to be like your key guy, you know, or your key big mm-hmm. guy. And then they asked, you know, the coach of the year about it after the game. And his response was it's internal. So it's like, that's clearly, yeah. it's not like he was hurt. Oh, he, we thought he was a bad matchup. It's like, no, it's in, there's an internal issue where you couldn't play your center who's supposedly a max guy in game seven, you know, of the Western conference. Yeah. Finals. So like, that's just so weird to me. So it makes me think that, you know, there's a big problem there, a big rift there. Um, and so what do you do? And then, how many years does Chris Paul have left? Does he even have one year left? I mean, he's been in back, you know, he was in the finals last year. They had the best team in the NBA this year, record wise. And everyone picked them to go to the finals except for me. Um, and, <laughs> True. Uh, and the question <laughs> is like, how many times can you run it back with Chris Paul? I mean, I feel like they have some pieces there in the middle um, yeah, they have some of those guys who can play D, some of those guys who can hit shots. They have kind of those middle pieces. They, you know, they have Booker, who a lot of people like, you know, Phoenix fans are like, he should be in the MVP conversation. And then they can state their case. They have a case. You know, I was on the pod saying, you know, Booker, Tatum, Trey are all like, you know, that level. But it's like now I don't know if Booker is. I don't know if Tatum is. You know, I think Trey and Ja yeah. are maybe better than them, more consistent than, than them right now. So um, not to sidetrack us on that conversation, but what do you think Phoenix does? My answer is, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. Cause on one hand, Chris Paul, <clears throat> I don't know. They won a lot of games without him this year. He didn't miss like a ton of time, but he missed enough and they did really good without it. They, and they ended they up with six, him like $35 million or something. They're paying him a lot. It's so crazy. Um, also our meeting will end in 10 minutes 
<laughs> just got a notification, but um, I don't know. It's hard. It's like, it's the harsh reality of having like a window of something special because everyone loves their coach. Um, they have a lot of really good pieces, good, good on both ends of the floor. Right. But <clears throat> I think your hope with this year is like, okay, we lost last year, but let's run it back. And maybe a guy like Booker will take the next step, or maybe a guy like Aiton will add a layer to his game. So I honestly think, I, I don't know. I, I feel completely the opposite about them that I do the Lakers where I'm like, Lakers need to honestly blow it up. And I know people are going to tease me for that, but that's just what I think. But Phoenix is like, you don't need to tinker. You just need your guys to step up and get better. Like if Chris Paul does exactly what he did last year, except for the postseason next year, they'll be great. But Booker, <clears throat> Booker's got to step up a little more. I feel similarly about Booker that you feel about Tatum, which is like, Booker, I feel like will put up stats every game, but there's certain games where I feel like he's just like not there. Like he's not, not really a threat. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think Aiden's really good. He's really smart. Um, who's there. Who's there for that's a really, really good defensive guy. I forget his name. You know what I'm talking about? Veteran guy. No, no. He's like three years in the league. Maybe. Um, I don't know. It'll come to me. I can't think of it, but I don't know if I, if I'm the GM of Phoenix, I keep it mostly together, maybe add some veteran pieces off the bench. Um, honestly, to kind of help with leadership if Chris Paul's not there, but, um, it's tough. It's, it's going to get harder for them because they've been in the finals then they got bounced in the second round, especially, uh, kind of on an emotional level, getting bounced by like the, better younger star in the league that's got to leave a weird i don't know it's got to leave a weird taste in your mouth but <laughs> yeah i don't know. I know people people were like anointing luca like uh, you know and i've been historically hard on luca right like i've been hard on luca and I, you know i should i should say luca has taken a step this year in my mind that he, I just feel like he hadn't taken before, you know? And yeah. um, I saw this tweet. It's not an original thought, but it kind of, I think captured what I was thinking without realizing I was thinking it. But in my mind, Luca was kind of like Harden where he could put up mm. the fact that he would put up crazy numbers. He could shoot the lights out. He was like unguardable on offense, but he just like, couldn't lead a team anywhere. You know, like he wasn't, the, yeah. you know, they weren't going to win. And then, like, this year, all of a sudden, I mean, showing with the comebacks against Phoenix, who was, again, the best team in the NBA, um, with those coming from behind against Phoenix, uh, he kind of showed that he actually is kind of a killer, and he can lead a team, and he can win. And so, yeah. I saw the tweet that was like, Luka's not hardened anymore, he's trying to emulate LeBron. And I'm like, okay, that's actually scary if he takes that step towards, I'm going to make the smart basketball play, and I'm going to win, instead of just shooting you know, like Harden 35 times and getting 52 points, you know, which he can do. Exactly. And Luca has one of those intangible things. That I think a guy like LeBron, a guy like Steph, um, Giannis has, which is like, just how would you answer the question? Are you inspiring to your teammates? Right. A guy like James Harden does not, it, I would say was not inspiring to his teammates. Same with, uh, I would put like Kyrie there. I would put, yeah, right. I don't know. I can't, but, but it's like, 
are you inspiring your teammates to be better? It doesn't mean that you give up the rock all the time. In fact, you're actually probably going to be scoring most of the time, but, but do you, I don't know, do you inspire your teammates enough that when they need to contribute, they feel confident enough to do that. And I think that's something LeBron grew in over the years. That's something that Steph has always, and will always do. Uh, And I think that's something that we're seeing Luca kind of develop right now. I don't think he's like 100% there yet, but he's, he's definitely getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's taken some big steps there. I've changed my opinion of him um, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, man, he may, he is actually, you know, a really, really good basketball player. Um, Yeah. And, and probably going to be a winning basketball player, but it's crazy. Dallas's roster, Dan, that's why I'm not afraid of Dallas. It's not very good. Uh Like, like it's the the Dallas roster. If you look at it, it's like kind of silly that they're in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I I mean, they have like they have to get a good game from like you know the most random guys in order to win. You know, and yeah, like they have to. Dude, I thought Reggie Bullock was out of the league like three years ago. (laughs) Oh, he's like. Playing 20 minutes in game yeah. for Dallas in the postseason. Like, if they don't have Denwitty step up or, like, bowl, like someone random has to hit, like, you know, five or six threes against them. You know, Brunson yeah. has to play well. Luka has to be Luka. And they need a third random dude to show up, you know. And, you, like, their post play is terrible. I mean, um, and people – but it, the funny thing is people are saying this offense was unlocked when they moved uh, Porzingis, right? Like Porzingis kept it all like just kind of messy and locked up. And then once they got Porzingis out of there, it kind of opened up this uh, – Yeah. You know, this, this ability. And, and they defend like crazy. They really do. They play yeah, great. they do. They, they do. trap and their offenses – I mean, they're well coached. So just, I mean, there's nothing else to say. I mean, they – they mm-hmm. grind that shot clock down like crazy. They move the ball. They make smart plays. I mean, it's not just, you know, give to Luca and get out of the way. Uh, yeah. I mean, they really, they really use all 24 seconds, every possession. Mm-hmm. Well, before you end, what's your prediction tonight? Do the Warriors take another one or does Dallas steal one at home? Uh, gosh, I think the Warriors <laughs> are painfully aware of their problem and again, the other factor that we never talk about on this pod, Dan, because I don't think we think of it, but the refs do get involved in dictating pace and rhythm. You know, the refs do like yeah. the NBA wants us to go longer. Like the, I feel like there's a, the refs will do something to make it go longer. So uh, Draymond had a crazy long leash last game. He probably could have been ejected like four times. Yeah, uh, but they, he he stayed in until he fouled himself out. He played terrible, but he fouled himself out. And it was almost like Draymond won to leave the game last game. But I feel like Draymond might get if he if he doesn't settle and like be a little bit normal, he's going to get tossed immediately. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of factors here, but I'm just saying that my my prediction is the Warriors are going to win. They're going to okay. go Rio. That's my prediction. Um, okay. With a lot of first, folks. A lot of disclaimers. <laughs> can't turn the ball over they gotta stay in the game (laughs) uh well thanks for listening everybody we'll be back hopefully sometime soon got some fun things planned coming up but uh 
Even yeah. if you don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise, give the pod a listen. Give it some love. The pod's uh, freaking fire. I feel like it's not getting as much love as it should. Yeah, tweet tweet out tweet out the link to the pod, Bachelor in Paradise pod. It's a great draft. It's a great time. Um, yeah. You know, the loyal subscribers that listened and gave us feedback, we appreciate that. Um, those of you who are like, oh, I don't listen to NBA stuff, um, go listen to it. Yeah. All right. See you guys next time. Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah. I'm married to the gang, don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. She says she in love, what's that? Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah. I'm married to the money, don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. Red Ferrari seats, all my homies let out on these streets. Makeup on my sheets, makeup, sex, stress. Hope she leave, reaching for my keys. She like, where you going? Stay with me. Hate to see a bed. She don't want me dead. Posted on the block, when it's war, ain't no warning shots. But-